Toned for Life podcast with Andrea T. How many of you have tried to diet or start an exercise program? What made you do it? Were you tired of your clothes not fitting or you hated stepping on the scale or overall just body, poor body image or low self-confidence? I hear this all of the time and I've worked with so many women over the past few decades. A lot of them have come to me wanting to change their bodies and they actually tell me that they hate their bodies. We are so hard on ourselves, right? Like we think that the worse we feel about it, obviously we want to change it somehow, but we think that somehow by being hard on ourselves and thinking about how much we hate the situation we're in or we hate how much our bodies are, you know, not the way that society ideally tells them they should be or how we feel right about ourselves, that that's going to motivate us for change. And I have simply found that that's just not true. When I was 16 years old, I got pregnant and I was so afraid to tell my dad because I didn't want to let him down. I wanted him to be proud of me for the things that I did and I always wanted to please him and I just couldn't bear the thought of having to tell him that all the hopes and dreams he had for his daughter were now going to be changed or not happen or irrelevant at all, not to mention my hopes and dreams. And I remember that day that I sat him down to tell him the news. I can still remember the look of disappointment on his face and the, the sheer, you know, sadness. And I felt so terrible. And in fact, it came to such a head for my dad and I that he had asked me to, on that, you know, on that fall evening to, you know, get my stuff and, and not be there anymore. And I know a big part of it was probably the disappointment he had, but also just the, the way he felt like he couldn't have guided me correctly and he couldn't watch that happen anymore. And so that's what he asked me to do was to leave. And it was one of the hardest days of my life, but to be honest, it became one of my best. I was then, you know, had a lot of things to fight against. I was a single mom at 16. Uh, My headspace, you know, was quite negative. I didn't have the idea of how I was going to cope or how I was going to do it. I just knew that I needed to keep my son as my own. It was one of the most important things to me. And it was a decision that I I made for me. Um, And it wasn't until quite a few years later that I got on the journey to getting my body fit and healthy. And it was by surprise, actually. I ended up at a Taekwondo. My son was taking Taekwondo at a local YMCA. And I would take him to the classes and I didn't really have anything to do while waiting for him. So luckily, I found a fitness class called Body Pump. It was a strength training class. And I started to work on my body. And one of the things that I thought at the time was that I really wanted to prove to the world that 
I wasn't going to become that failing teen mom that so many had told me I would become. And it was more for them, though, at that moment than it was for me. It was to prove to my dad that I was worthy, right? Well, to my surprise, you know, my headspace was still negative, you know, thinking things like, you can kiss your life goodbye, or I will never, you know, travel. I would never have the normal life that others had. It will always be a struggle. The shame of having a son outside of marriage. So I focused, though, on working out because I wanted to prove to others that I could be worthy. But in the midst of all of this, I fell victim to bad habits like people-pleasing and even some eating disorders to keep my body in line to look the way that I thought that I needed to for society. But the good part is somewhere along the way, my flow started and everything shifted. I began personal training others as my body changed and I became very passionate about helping others. I ended up entering fitness competitions and to my surprise winning at the age of 35. Uh, I started enjoying my workouts and the more I enjoyed the workouts and I started to feel better about myself and taught others the same and I wanted to eat healthy too. And so everything just continued to layer on Um, And I had a better body image and better mental state. So here I am, you know, 28 years later, and I've opened my own studio in Savage, Minnesota, Tone Today. Uh, I'm an author. I have an online workout academy for those that want to learn about nutrition and do workouts at home. And I really feel like at this point in my life, nothing will stop me because I can see the escalation of taking care of yourself and putting in the work and I'll then becoming a better version of you. And then you have so much more to give the world. And that's where I'm at now. So today I want to really talk to you guys about um, something that I've discovered called intermittent fasting. So pretty neat. There are huge trends now in the health world right now. And you're probably wondering, are these a health fad or a real fix to help you lose weight? Uh, Just the name itself, intermittent fasting, sounds really intimidating. You know, am I going to have to starve myself, you might be asking yourself, or how can I sustain this kind of diet? How am I going to do this every day? Uh, That's why I wanted to have this work, this uh, podcast to talk about the benefits of intermittent fasting and break down how it works. So we had a client that came into us. Her name's Laura, and she had the goal to lose 50 pounds. And there was quite a few things that she was up against. And one of them was a busy travel, like a very busy travel schedule. She is a busy professional. She goes to California from Minnesota pretty much every Monday through Friday. And so not only was it, you know, going to be tough to get her into our gym two days a week and then give her homework assignments, you know, to do a little bit more when she's out in California, but the eating part was also a little bit of a struggle. uh, We both thought, you know, it was going to definitely need focus and work. And so we both kind of landed on that, uh, you know, intermittent fasting might be something to look at. So we looked at some on the go protein foods, easy trouble foods that weren't sugary. Uh, And then the second most important thing that she did was she started doing two days a week of intermittent fasting. And so it really actually went well with her schedule. 
uh, because she could, you know, opt the hours that she was going to eat. And then the day she traveled, she would fast those days and then she would eat uh, normally, you know, on the other days when she was working and whatnot. And so that was about one year ago. And, and now to date, I can happily say that Laura not only crushed her goal, but she is, she hit the 50 pound mark um, quite a few weeks ago now, and she continues to maintain her muscle and she's more healthy and vibrant than ever before. She's like a, a new person. And so I can't help but to look at intermittent fasting in a whole new light because that's really one of the best things that she did. So let's talk about some of the benefits of intermittent fasting. You know, there's obviously weight loss benefits and it makes you eat fewer calories. Intermittent fasting can lead to an automatic reduction in calorie intake. So additionally, intermittent fasting changes hormone levels to facilitate weight loss. Uh, it, what it will do is lower your insulin and increase human growth hormone levels. It increases the release of fat-burning hormone norepinephrine or noradrenaline as well. Because of these changes in hormones, short-term fasting may increase your metabolic rate by anywhere from 3.6% to 14%. That's a pretty big range. Some health benefits of this is that you, your body and brain, it can cause weight loss and may reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It can also help you to live longer. Why? Well, because A, there's something called insulin resistance. It's intermittent fasting can reduce insulin resistance, lowering blood sugar by 3 to 6%, and fasting insulin levels by 20 to 31%, which should protect against type 2 diabetes. So that's what diabetes is all about, is our insulin, and really how well your blood sugar, you can maintain insulin levels and facilitate that in your body is a snapshot into your overall health. It can also decrease inflammation. So some studies now are showing there's reductions in markers of inflammation in our body, uh, which is a key uh, driver to many chronic diseases. It can also help with heart health. So intermittent fasting may reduce the bad LDL cholesterol, blood triglycerides, inflammatory markers, blood sugar, and insulin resistance, all risk factors for heart disease, which we all know is our number one uh, killer in our country, in the United States, and it continues to go up. Cancer. Animal studies suggest that intermittent fasting may prevent cancer. So what's happening is that it actually helps uh, get rid of the cells and the waste products, and it generates new cells a lot faster in your body, and so they're healthy cells, and so we don't have all of these old uh, fat cells, you know, hanging around and causing, you know, being with a lot of, not a lot of energy in them. And that ends up becoming cancer so that it can really help with that. Brain health, it can also, and it helps increase the brain hormone BDNF and may add the growth of new nerve cells. It can also protect against Alzheimer's disease and it's a big anti-ager. So with all of these benefits, it must be hard to, you know, you can't really turn your head away from something like this when they've done these studies and we're seeing all of these health benefits uh, and it's, it's not that tough to do. So that's why I want to address it today. You know, is it right for you? What is it? You know, is it fasting? You know, what is that? Does that mean you're never eating? It's an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. And you just are on a schedule. 
there's different methods. So there's several different ways of doing intermittent fasting, all of which involve splitting the day or week into eating and fasting periods. There's the 16-8 method, also called the Lean Gains Protocol. It involves skipping breakfast and restricting your daily eating period to eight hours, such as 1 to 9 p.m. Then you fast for 16 hours in between. So I would say this is the one that I heard of first. It's one of the more popular methods. Um, and I'll talk about which, you know, who this benefits and why. Uh, there's the eat, stop, eat. So this involves fasting for 24 hours once or twice a week, for example, by not eating from dinner one day until dinner the next day. So I've done this before, and I do believe this is more what uh, Laura was doing. And there is no one size fits all, just to be clear. For her and her travel schedule, it worked really well. For me too, I was having a lot of trouble with the eight hour, the six. 8 method where you're eating for eight hours and fasting for 16 where I started getting really lightheaded not feeling very good doing that method so I knew I needed to try something else um, so I decided that I would try this one um, where I would go 20 hours so not quite a full 24 hours but I would stop eating around 6 p.m. let's say on a Tuesday and then I wouldn't eat again until 2 p.m. the next day. And so that tended to work really good. It's called the eat, stop, eat method. And I would do it one to two days per week. I believe Laura was doing it two days a week too. Um, and then when you do start eating at two o'clock the next day, you eat from like two until six. So you eat for like a four or five hour window and you really eat about five to 600 calories that day. There's also the five to, oops, yeah, I guess eat, stop, eat is a little different, but there's the 5-2 diet, <clears throat> so it kind of revolves into this where you only do five to 600 calories on two non-consecutive days of the week, but eat normally the other five days. So I kind of had the eat, stop method along with the 5-2 diet, and that worked really well for me. Uh, I wasn't losing like too much weight, but I was also losing weight, and I didn't feel deprived. I actually had quite a bit of energy. And so I think the same was for Laura. She felt more energized and she also didn't feel all that restricted. And so a couple, I'll tell you how to do that. A couple of things that you want to keep in mind is that liquids are okay during the fasting period. So it doesn't mean that you don't have any liquids at all. Um, you want to have water, you can have coffee, you can have tea and other non-caloric beverages are fine. So, um, I would recommend, you know, if you want to put a little bit of lemon in your water, um, I've even done bulletproof coffee, which is fats. So a lot of times fats are when you're fat adapted or when you're fasting, like that's not going to really turn into insulin or sugar. And so you can put, you know, if you want to, you can put some fat into your coffee or your tea, such as Kerrygold or MCT oil, and that actually kind of facilitates your body into burning more of its fat. Um, but do know that when you put something into your body, it is breaking the fast somewhat, uh, but it is something that's allowed. Another thing I did was drink uh, Prove-It ketones. That's another great thing that you can have during your fast. And I would also have a little bit of the ketone bone broth. So do not add sugar to your coffee though, and small amounts of milk or cream could be okay. 
Uh, you don't want to chew gum because that can increase your insulin levels. That was something I didn't know at first. And so I, I learned that. Don't do that anymore. Coffees can be particularly beneficial during a fast because it can help with your hunger. And drinking more water really does help. And so don't forget, you can have, you know, as much water up to a gallon a day. And a lot of the women I'm meeting with now over the age of 40, uh, especially are very dehydrated. And so they may even think that they are drinking enough and it's just, it really isn't enough for their body and they're not eating enough whole natural foods to become hydrated. So this is a great way to really facilitate the, you know, getting rid of toxic things in your body and then regenerating cells and getting rid of old cells during the fast is to drink more water. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some common mistakes that people tend to do with this. They tend to overeat or binge eat or they don't eat enough in their eating time window and then they end up shutting down the eating window and then they're not going to be okay because they haven't eaten enough during. So let's address the overeating or binging. So you just definitely don't want to, you know, come out of a fast and just eat so a bunch of donuts and, you know, a bunch of sugary foods, um, things like that, because it's just really not going to help your body. It's not going to know how to process it. It's going to drive up your, your cortisol levels. It's going to drive up your insulin levels, and it's just kind of going to be counterproductive to what you're doing. But more common than that, as I find that people are not eating enough in their eating window. So if they have an eight hour, and I think that was more what I was running into. I had an eight hour time I could eat. Um, and if I was busy that day, I wasn't finding that I would eat way too little food. And then, oh no, it's you know the end of my eating time, 6 p.m. Okay, I guess I'm not gonna have any more. So I would recommend that you know if you've come to the end of your day and you've only had 400 calories or something and you know you need to eat you know a lot more then go ahead and have that meal and just let it go that day and just get back on track the next day it's really important to eat enough especially enough protein um, and then common mistakes too would be snacking you know like really eating snacks and little like handfuls of skittles or handfuls of goldfish crackers or you know eating off your kids plates or you know, anything like that is going to be breaking the fast or chewing gum. Uh, so you really don't want to do that. You really have to take the time to plan and have some hot teas around. Uh, make sure that you're ready to, you know, do this. Uh, another thing is that you you want to know, like, how to do it when working out. So how do you do it? Like, you wake up, you feel like you're not going to have enough energy for your workout. Well, that may or may not be true if you, you know if you're doing a really tough workout. So I would say, you know, make sure that you can, you can do it fasted, uh, but then you probably want to, you know, break the fast a little bit earlier that day, switch around your eating hours. So if you're working out at uh, seven or 8 a.m., maybe start your eating time at around 10 a.m., have some protein and go throughout the rest of the day. Uh, if you're going until two o'clock and you need to work out, I would, you know, maybe not work out on your 500 calorie days, or the next day. So rearrange a little bit your workout schedule, but you can work out fasted. That is a good thing to do uh, as long as you have enough energy for it. Uh, and if you do get off one track one day, like I said, just get right back on track. You know, just it doesn't mean like this is over. Now you messed it up. It's nothing like that. That's not the way the body works. It's not the way 
any of this works. There is no make it or break it. I messed up. I can't get back on track. That's, that's just absolutely not true. So the worst thing you want to do is just pitch it to the wind and then not get back on track the next day or the next hour even. So just get right back on. If you messed up and ate too late or didn't eat enough, it doesn't matter. Just go about it the next day. Try it. Try it again. Uh, what if I'm planning on a night out with friends? You can absolutely do that and you can shift your window to adjust for a later dinner. So none of this is cut in stone. It does not have to be perfect. Uh, it's just, you know, most of the time, if you hit these hours right and it feels right for you and you're going to be able to follow it, then you can shift your eating window. You can skip a day. Um, and this isn't something that you have to do for the rest of your life. This is something that you can do for this, t- you know, for four weeks um, and then go back to your regular eating hours, let your cortisol levels come down, let yourself relax, you know, and then go into it again. So don't feel like this is like, I need to do this all the time either, because you don't. And it's good to take a break and let your metabolism catch up to what you're doing um, and then go into it again. I mean, I always think of like nature, right? The leaves on the tree, like the seasons, you know, are they always, are trees always full of leaves? Well, not in Minnesota. Uh, We have the seasons, and so in the spring, they bud and they bring forth new life onto the trees, and then they last all summer long, very full. They get to their fullest and greenest, and then they turn spectacular colors and shed their leaves uh, in the winter and the fall, and that's kind of like our bodies, too. We're going to be able to give some for a while and really put in our best effort, but then there's going to be times where we need to take a step back, we need to take a break, kind of get our body back to, you know, regular regular hours and all of that, give it a break and then do it again and you'll do it even better. So here's how I want you to think about, you know, getting started is you're going to, is you're going to um, maybe make a calendar. I think that would really help if you have a planner, put in there the hours that you want to stick to. Uh, No, you know, it's not for everyone. And so if you're, you know, somewhat, If you do have a lot of uh, hypoglycemia, blood sugar issues, diabetes, I would not do intermittent fasting, and that's just me. Um, I would definitely think about if you're pregnant, you definitely are not going to do it. Um, It's just not for everybody. It's great for some people, not others. The only way to find out which group, though, you belong to is just to try it out and give it enough time and try some different methods because in the beginning, like I said, I had some issues, but I'm so glad I came back and did it again and found a method that works for me. Uh, You can also try fasting windows to see if there's better timing or strategy that works for you. And if you feel good when you're fasting and find it to be a sustainable way of eating, it can be so very powerful tool to lose weight and improve your health. And so I want to encourage everyone to try it. So that's what I want to share with you guys today about intermittent fasting. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and I want, you know, we can meet or you can just ask a few questions uh, in a Facebook message, or if you'd like to join my free Facebook group, just reach out. Like this is stuff we're doing all the time. We're going to do an intermittent fasting challenge coming up in the next couple of weeks. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this has helped you in some way, make a better informed decision, or maybe switch around some things that you've been doing with intermittent fasting, something you can add to Uh, like a ketone diet or or keto or even just low carb or if you're over the age of 40, it's just something that's very much can help you. All right. Thanks. Have a great day.